Persons under 18 will not be admitted. What's up, everybody? This is Jeff and Ben. Um, talking with the dead. And still talking with. And still talking with. Still talking with is our live show. Yes. You can catch that every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. That's yeah. Eastern. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You live yeah. in fucking California. It's got to be three. No, four. Four? Yeah. They're oh. only three hours behind. What about daylight savings? Yeah, well, fuck that. We'll worry about that one. Okay, so if you're on the West Coast, you're going to have to look up when 6 o'clock is out there compared to here. Which would be actually 7 o'clock out there. 7 o'clock? Yeah. No, before this is over, I'm going to need a whole lot of serious therapy. You're all fucked up today. Another dollar for the swear jar. I'm always fucked up. <laughs> you should tune into the show and see really how fucked up I can get. Oh, yeah. Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. And when you do tune in, you're going to see amazing guests like this. Hey, what's up? This is Jeremy Palco from The Walking Dead, and this is Still Toking With. Hi, I'm Larry Kenny, and you're listening to Still Toking With. What's up, everybody? It's comedian Sherwin Array, and you're listening to Still Toking With on the Dorkening Podcast Network. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. You are watching Still Token With. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. We have a great show scheduled for you, as always. And uh, with us, Benjamin. How's it going? It's going awesome. It's going awesome? The P- yeah, the PC seems to be working all of a sudden. So let's hope it stays that way through the show. Uh-huh. Yeah, Thank don't jinx you yourself. Don't jinx yourself. Well, if it doesn't work through the show, everybody will know because they'll see my fist hit the screen. We don't want to see that. Well, then I got to go buy a new one. I've been telling you that for months. Eh, it's getting the time off to go buy it. I know. But it. anyway, it's not about me or the computer. Uh, I'm actually really excited to talk to our guest tonight. We uh, had the opportunity to hang out with this amazing young woman in Virginia, and she's just badass. It's that simple. Bad ass. Mm-hmm. There we go. There we go. Jeffrey. Whoa. Yeah, we had a booth babe. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> we had multiple booth babes, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Michelle was there, Anne was there. Yeah. You know, it was a good time to be had by all, as they say. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, uh, let's just get right into this. Uh, Austin Judd, welcome aboard. Hi. Thank you for having me. You know, you look um, studly. Studly? Scared? Your back, your background. I'm being a wise ass. Oh, you're so wise. He was doing a dad joke. (laughs) He was doing a dad joke. (laughs) Yeah, she got enough of that in Virginia. I tell the dad joke to my family. I get it. You know? You know it's good when they're shaking their head like this. That's when you know they're really That's true. (laughs) You know? Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's kind I, of. I yeah. guess I am getting old of his. You call him dad jokes. It's <laughs> sad. Could be worse. They could just be calling him nothing. Or I granddad just, jokes. Oh, hey, hey, hey! I, I resemble that remark. Just shitty jokes. It could be shitty jokes. That's true. I prefer dad jokes. Right. <laughs> uh, bye, Jeff. <laughs> Oh, look at that. My wife logged in to say hi. Oh, hi, Dory. Hi, Dory. Dory. <laughs> That's funny. 
Yeah. Yeah. I know Anne's watching on YouTube downstairs. Hi, Anne. Hi, fam. We had a lot of fun in Virginia. That was great. Yeah, we, we did. did. We did. We learned uh, a lot about you, um, you know, from actress to figure model to all around badass cosplayer. Lots I mean, of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I got a whole list here in case I forgot what I did. Oh, shit. I should have had you send me the list. I would have had something to look at and read. Oh, you think I made that that far ahead of time? <laughs> she no. was she was she was doing that while she was trying was done to figure 10 out minutes the, ago. the microphone yeah <laughs> she was doing that during the intro oh yeah yeah that too got this down real quick in order of operations and done wow um so yeah let's just bring it right up you just had a new movie that you did a couple of premieres on right Yes, um, on Halloween, Sister Psycho premiered, um, which is an independent movie where they did a, a female take on Psycho. And then uh, Revelations, which is a short done through Ringling College about uh, uh, awareness on environmental um, like hazards that humans have with how we interact and just a lot about um, how we can improve on nature, take from it, and also give back. And it was done very artistically with like these elaborate costumes with stilt walkers. And you show me like, they show me inter interacting with them and they're considered the different parts of nature. So where there's the four horses of the apocalypse, this is the four birds of the revelation. So each part of the bird represents a different part of the, how the human interacts with the world. And it's done very beautifully. There's no oh, cool. lines or anything. It's uh, Shakespearean limerick written, uh, talked over it with some music, and it's very beautiful. And people got the message, which I was very happy to see, because something very artistic, you don't know how it's going to be perceived, and everyone really got the message, and that was great. Wow. So is that it? Can, can people see that yet? Is that out? That'll be going through some film festivals eventually. I'll post on my website when that's going through. Okay. All right. Very Absolutely. good. And uh, let's see, the other one that, uh, the other new one is um, The Cannibal Comedian, right? Cannibal Comedian, yeah. We started doing film festival tours in the spring, and we've gotten over a dozen awards for it. Um, I've gotten three awards alone, and I've never won anything in my life. And everyone who's seen the movie is like, oh, when's the second one coming out? So it's been really exciting working so hard on something and having it be so well-received and then wanting more of it, you know? And um, yeah, Cannibal Comedian's about this cannibal who... Uh, does stand up for his victims before he kills them. Worst thing ever, right? <laughs> but Sounds my like character Jeff. gets captured. <laughs> Dad jokes for days. Right? <laughs> wow. That's but so I funny I could eat you. I by the main character, Charlie. And uh, we, I get like this Stockholm Syndrome relationship with me because my character's a performer and I convince him to pursue it. And that's the story of the first cannibal comedian. And it's really funny. It's more funny than scary for people who don't like horror movies. They still come and they love the movie. So that's that was very good. I was very happy to hear that. Um, I love that people like my character too, because often strong female characters are either like loved or hated. I still think the role would fit whether I was liked or not. I mean, it's <laughs> the role is the right. role. But the fact that they were rooting for me made me feel really good. I'm like, oh, yay. They like me. They really like me. <laughs> well, when are we going to be able to see that? Uh, hopefully next year. Uh, they've been uh, showing it across country. They've been getting some offers, but they want something really solid. Obviously, you can throw things right out to streaming, but that kind of screws things over for the independent industry. So um, when they know they got something good, they hold out for the good ticket. And I know that's going to happen really soon. 
Well, also, uh, I was told if uh, you want to go to any uh, festivals, you can't release it until um, you're done with the festivals. So uh, Yeah, I mean, some festivals you can just show them as like, oh, we're doing a showing of, but you can't be involved in like the awards and things like that, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Well, right. I, I was able to find a trailer if you'd like me to play it. Please do. Here we go. Original. I haven't seen that before. So I just deleted all the German names from my phone. It's now completely Hans free. <laughs> you get five minutes, man. Get off. Don't be that guy. Well, uh, welcome to Open Mic. We're about to get this thing started. So we got the next comic coming to the stage. Charlie the Cannibal Comedian. Oh, wow. You guys look great tonight. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> hey, don't worry about you in the back, all right? There's always room for second helpings, huh? Total narcissist, really into himself. He only eats his own flesh. <laughs> Is that too much dead time? <laughs> uh, corpse you'd like that, Joe. with this girl last night it wasn't too pretty on the outside but uh, as i say what are you gonna do to me it's her insides that count right <laughs> what is this exactly what's, what's going on that's funny i want my money back i need to reevaluate my career you're never gonna amount to anything i'm a stand-up comedian damn it <laughs> oh, it's so funny. You're one note. You should be paying me to be here. Come on. You want to stop chilling now that you're a working comedian? Nah. What a drag. <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Are you hungry? Little bit. Little bit. <laughs> was um yeah, yeah that was a lot of fun to film we had a lot of fun on set every single day and we were just hoping they would capture it and when we saw the film we're like wow it's even better than we could have imagined uh sean heights who is the director and creator of uh, cannibal comedian made big top evil in sarasota where i live right now and um he used miss sadistic lucifer's axe caltech a lot of the people that you'll see in cannibal comedian for big top evil as well uh, back back, 2019, it came out. And so he moved all the way up to California. So by the time he made Cannibal Comedian, he got a lot of connections with some really talented 
producers, tech crews, makeup artists. And so all the things he learned from making Big Top Evil, which is still a fun film, he took that and learned and did even more with Cannibal Comedian. And it's a way more professional film. You can tell um, the, the editors really put a lot into each take that they did. There were like three different editors and each one put their own take on the film and made it what it is. Uh, it's just a fun ride. There's no lag time. It's a it's like watching a sitcom horror film. It's, it's hilarious. It's a lot of fun. They looked it. I mean, it's quite, it was quite different. I mean, there's a, I can imagine the one line as it runs through that thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I flew out to California for two weeks to film this thing. And most of it was done in Morongo Valley, which is just this desert. There's not much mm -hmm. out there except some stranded houses. I ended up renting a trailer so I could stay on site at this place called the Murder House. It was called that before we rented the place for the movie. And uh, it was just this dirty old cabin. You saw it in the trailer and middle of nowhere, like you can hear coyotes at night. And I had my trailer right there. And during the day, we'd have all our scenes and stuff. And at night, I'd be like staying there. So I really felt like the captive still there. I got to like feel the, the natural fear of like being isolated by yourself. But then during the day, I knew people would be coming back. And uh, it was really fun to work with everybody. It really became like a family. We all really depended on each other. Like, I think, you know, with independent films, everyone does stuff on set that's more than just what they're there to do. Mm -hmm. Like the actors have to help with, you know, stuff behind the scenes sometimes. Sometimes Andrea, who, Andrea Moon, who was uh, our makeup artist tech, did all the special effects. She ended up being the person in the body bag that you saw. You know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to get the movie made. And um, I think it really shows. You know, but look, it looks really, really good. So, were you alone yeah, when you stayed there at night? Yeah. There was no yeah, nobody else who stayed there. No. No, they were oh. like a few miles away at the other house, and I was just like out there. You, to, <laughs> you really wanted to immerse yourself in the moment. Apparently. Yeah, I was even. I even <laughs> have an accent in there that I used for a couple months before I went out there, so it would be natural. And I just was like, "Hey, I'm going to be using a country accent for a couple months. Don't mind me." Yeah. And. <laughs> And I'm glad I did that because um, I have been getting a lot of compliments. They're like, it kind of took me back. I didn't realize that was you. The accent was really good. I'm like, oh, thank you. Like as an actress, like when you do your homework and you work really hard, it's it's nice when it shows. If you work hard and it doesn't show, you're like, oh yeah, I didn't try that hard. Lies. But <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, but I actually did try hard, and it's really nice to be awarded. Um, Horror Hound gave me a best supporting actor where I beat out Jordan Peele, which. To me, it just kind of blew my mind the fact that a name that people could recognize, I was right there with them. It felt like I was, I'm doing all the right things, you know. Uh, I got nominated for Best Actress at uh, Houston Horror Fest, uh, right there with some horror icons as well that I look up to, like Felissa Rose. Mm -hmm. uh, I got um, Best Supporting Actress. It's uh, Orlando Film Festival and uh, co-winner of Best Supporting Actor at Cine World Film Fest here in Sarasota, along with Chris Lorazzo, who was- Wow. Yeah, Chris Lorazzo with Paint Thief. So him and I both won that award together. So cool. I thought that was a lot of fun to, you know, work that hard, do that commitment. It really shows you just work hard on stuff that you love, just like you guys do with your comic books mm -hmm. and, and the web, you know, the uh, interviews that you do and all the conventions. It really shows when you love something and you put everything into it, it manifests oh. itself. So I'm curious, did you um did you take any walks at night alone in the desert? No. <laughs> what? Oh, I would never. No. 
Hell no. I had really? my I didn't even have to go out to use the restroom and the thing. I had my whole everything isolated. Because there were like coyotes out there and I wasn't familiar with the area. And while I am getting my black belt in April in Taekwondo, I don't want to have to use it. Oh, see, I think that stuff's fun. Although Taekwondo is more of a skill. Self-defense is more of more of a skill that's useful. True. So, I don't know, just carry a big stick. <laughs> Had to done. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, besides acting, oh you're also oh. a model. Yeah, um, that's actually what I started with. Uh, I was really, really shy when I was a kid, and I always loved acting. But if I was given even two lines, I would forget them and just like be frozen on stage. And it was, and I, I weighed two hundred pounds. Everyone thought I was a boy because I had short hair. I dressed like a tomboy. I didn't do wear makeup and stuff like that. So it wasn't until my like early twenties when I lost all my weight and I gained more confidence. And I kind of I went to massage therapy school to do neuromuscular massage therapy. And I'm like, oh, that's how the body works. And then like it all just kind of clicked and my body kind of came into what it is, what you see now. And I had a friend who I uh, did massage therapy for and in exchange, she trained me. She was a, a model, a fitness model. She was like, you know, you could model. And I'm like, no, I could never, I would love to, but they want me. She's like, no, come on set, come with me. Well, it's this open shoe. There's a bunch of models, bunch of photographers. We're getting all our portfolios and stuff made up. And I went out and I had a great time. I got great material. And so I posted what I could do and I started getting jobs from local photographers, from artists. There's a huge art community here where I live. So I was able to like work with artists who like to draw from live models or like to, uh, beginning photographers who need to learn how to work with their equipment, needing to hire models. Like there was so much work to be found. And it wasn't like having to find an agent and having to figure out how to walk in heels. It was a matter of like, oh, this is something I'm enjoying. I'm gonna keep pursuing that. And that led me to figure modeling at Ringling College of Art and Design, which mm -hmm. is now what I do full time. And I get to do something I never would have imagined, that shy little girl on stage who couldn't even remember two lines, now doing what is most people's biggest nightmare, being nude in front of your entire class with nothing prepared. I do that every day. <laughs> and I love it because what I do is I provide for them their first muse. They're having to learn how to do skills that they're going to have to take out of that college and use in their career. They have to learn mm -hmm. to draw all different types of bodies, all different types of ways, through all different types of mediums. And to draw the human figure, that is the very basics of any art school you go to. And so our jobs are very vital within that curriculum. This is a billion dollar school and they couldn't teach what they could without us figure models. And there's a lot of like stigma toward models who work nude which I'm trying to like get past. And nudism.tv has given me my own show, which I call Austin Figures, where I kind of disillusion what it's like to be a nude model, which is really technically a figure model because you're using the human body and the anatomy mm -hmm. to kind of like learn from and use as basically the form of artwork. And I like to show what I do in my, my spare time. I interview other artists while they draw me. I'll learn skills that they're doing and we do it in the nude to just kind of normalize it and desexualize it because if you think about it you have a painting in a museum of a nude woman and a, a artist can get millions of dollars for that but they call the model a prostitute why they put work into that art that they're putting up in these fine establishments but they degrade the people who are in the art but not the artists themselves 
And I think we can get past that as a society. And I think it takes brave people like me and figure models uh, to be the voice, to be like, hey, yes, sex See, exists. Things can be I never thought that was a but problem. being nude doesn't make you lower class. It doesn't make you worse of a person. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be negative like some people think. There is no stigma unless you make it one. I didn't I didn't know anybody ever thought it was negative. It this is, is yeah. There's a lot me. of people like, oh, if you work nude, you can never get jobs doing this and that. It's once it's out there. I thought it was the opposite. There. You had but to work cares? nude to get the jobs. <laughs> I mean, that's how I understood. Oh my right? god. We're not all your mother. <laughs> Oh man! Well, it, but it is—it is bizarre right. because of all the things and all the beauty that we have in nature. The woman in the female body is the only one we tend to want to cover. And what I think is funny, if you take a model and put her in a pose and have one be nude and another in lingerie, which one's going to be sexier? Lingerie. Lingerie, because of the intention. It's always the intention that you're putting into the work that you're doing. That is the outcome that it's supposed to be. Well, from and a guy's people, point of view, it's always the, oh, this is gross. Uh, They're changing the intention. It's it's that of the unknown. Mm -hmm. you know? So I think in a guy's mind, a, a model in lingerie is sexier than a nude because there's there's something there that you can't see. Yeah, and there's the intention of lingerie is meant for sex. Lingerie is meant to entice. But the nude body is just a form. Everyone has one. We're born naked. Kids love running around naked. Anyone who's a parent knows it's hard to keep their clothes on <laughs> at a certain age. True. Cause they, like, cause they just are so comfortable with themselves. And at some point we lose that because we're taught different things. And also, yeah, there are times when we aren't supposed to be new. There's times when we are not supposed to talk about things and that's where intention comes in. And it takes us reeling in ourselves and not just saying, oh, they need to do this thing. No, we are all responsible for ourselves. And the intention is what you put into it. We can empower ourselves. And I think that overpowers all the other people who think negatively about it. There just needs to be more of us speaking up and saying, hey, see, we're normal. Da, 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 look at me. Oh, wait, now I'm not normal. Never mind. You know, the, the artists themselves, they, they, they need that if they're going to, you know, continue on their career. Yeah. It's like a necessity. And, and like, as the model, I love when I strike a pose and I hear, oh, I love that. And they get so excited. And then when like, I'll go around and walk around and look at the pictures and often I'll videotape it because uh, it's fun to see all the different perspectives. And sometimes they'll draw a dragon on my shoulder. Sometimes they'll give me fairy wings. Uh, and it's just uh, sometimes I'll figure out what they're trying to learn. And I'll do even more of those type poses to, to you know, just give them more of what they need. And, and it's fun for me because uh, <coughs> I like having motivation. I like being able to give them what they want, not just be lazy up there. I like what I do. I like being a performer and saying, oh, I'll be Spider-Man for these next few poses. And oh, and now I'm going to be fighting a dragon. And I get to do that for my job. I get to play pretend. I get to work with artists. And to me, it's like the best job in the world. But now, is that full time? Is that, is that an eight hour a day thing? It, it can be. I've, I've had up to three class. I can have up to three classes a day, which is three hour classes. So I can have them. Wow, um, okay. Yeah. I tend to just wow. do a one to two classes, uh, four to five days a week. Sometimes I get called in for subbing. 
Sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more, depending on how much they need me, need me. But it is a regular job for me, and it's my regular income that I pay my bills with. So it is that regular. And they're always looking for more models, if anyone's ever interested. It's one of the most empowering jobs you could ever have. People right, let me know come- if they need some old guy with boobs. Yes, they do. We have the same <laughs> No joke. You think you can go to a billion-dollar school and graduate and only draw one type of body? No, sir. We have all different types of models, all shapes, sizes, genders, forms, identities, all different types. We even love when it's deformed, pregnant, anything. They want to draw different types of bodies because they have to learn. They have to learn that. What are they going to do, draw strangers? Excuse me, weirdo, can you get away from me? Like, no, you need to have the structure. (laughs) (laughs) And people willing to let stand there for a very long period and let you draw them. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that, I could do that. I know I could do that. I'm not shy. I don't think I you might could get stand cold, there that long. No, I think we I get, get little, cold. Actually, we get heaters and fans. If it's too cold, we have heaters. And if it's too uh, hot, we have fans. We also have chairs and sticks so we can, like, use a cane to kind of lean on. Or we can do sitting poses. We oh, have the stick. They, they have pillows. They have also, oh, sometimes <laughs> they have little swords for us, like fun swords, so we can pose with swords. <sighs> Cool. It's fun. That's fun, actually. I could. It's do that. so much fun. Yeah. Just try it. Come on down. You gonna move to Florida, Jeff? Just for a day. We'll make an episode of it. Well, no, but I mean, you know, I'll look it up next time I'm in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna make a special trip. But no, I'm down let me there. know. I'll get a class reserved for you. Hey, and right, you cool. could probably do a, a double duty. You could end up as like a, a page in the next comic. You know, sometimes I'll go to exhibits and I'll see myself hanging in a museum that's that was student work because I'm on the, uh, they have this online library of us figure models and they'll draw me even if I'm not there and I'll just see myself as a painting in a museum from a student exhibit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's me as a fairy. I was really excited. That's or, really oh, cool. that's me swimming that's or whatever funny. it is. Yeah, I'll, you'll just see you in artwork throughout the school. That's funny, actually. It's pretty cool. My favorite is 3D class. That's where all the students, it's about maybe about 20 to 30 students. And um, it's a 30-hour pose. So this is spread out over like five, uh, five, spread out over like 10 classes. And you have to like hold that pose 20 minutes at a time and you get five-minute breaks at three hours at a time. So that's what they're doing. But at the end of it, you get a little miniature clay army of yourself and nothing is cooler than that. Like, because it's like this little size and it's little miniatures of you because they're carving you out of clay into 3D form. And it's like 30 of them. So you see them all stacked on the drying rack and you're just like, that's me. There's a little mini minis. It's really, really cool to see. It's like very surreal. Okay. What's next, the bobblehead? it's uh it's carving you said yes it looks like little action figures they use like monster clay and it's a very formable clay that doesn't harden so they can keep it over like the 30 hours over the uh, next five to ten classes that they have to have it firm uh and then they there's another process they do in order to make that into an actual statue but the first step of learning 3d is learning how to make the human form into clay with modeling and sculpture and wire so you make a literal 3D form of a person like a doll out of clay and wire and wood. Oh, cool. Got and it. There's like dozens of them. 
when yeah. you said yeah, that, I didn't know I, if we were talking about a 3D printer or like a they have 3D <laughs> printing too actually they have everything there well th that's what I thought too, was, uh, I, I thought you were talking about like 3D modeling you know, uh, uh, you know so well, doing like do a wireframe that, but, yeah. um, they just yeah like capturing wireframe they have yeah. done the 3D pictures where they can do the 3D and then print you out but no this is 3D where they actually are like trying to make a person with their hands in clay and like armor wired armor and they form it and it's pretty fascinating seeing that the whole process and being a part of it and then having it all be little use on the drying rack and uh carrie to answer your question sounds like that's uh what they do you said at the end uh they have statues made so i'm assuming they probably scan them in and then print them out uh i don't know i think what they do is they they make molds and then cast them. Oh, gotcha. And then okay. they break down the clay to show them how to break down and reuse their material because they're learning how to be professional artists and you've got to reuse your material like that so you're not going broke. Gotcha. All right, cool. But they Valid do type. have all those. All They have the castings, they have the 3D printing, all that. But with the, the monster clay specifically, it doesn't harden so they can make a casting of it and then break it down and use it again for the next model. Now, uh... You say you do cosplay. Do you sneak into like the, the 3D printing lab and have them print you, uh, you know, pieces for cosplay? Well, technically it's not cosplay. I do drag. I oh. do drag queen as a girl, which I feel is just like creating a character. And I make these elaborate costumes that I do by hand embroidery, hand felt, hand stitch, everything designed. It has LED lights in it that have remote control that go by music. And then I'll have these elaborate headpieces and wigs and I'll often use all these pieces for not only shows because I'm the official uh, drag mother for the Ringling College of Art and Design uh, because I help all the little drag babies there with their shows. Uh, but also um, I use it for costume days for when I model because there's like a couple weeks out of the semester at the end of the semester where they actually have us come in in costume and I have these elaborate wings that I make and these giant gowns and feathered pieces and wigs and I just get so elaborate and uh, you can see a lot of that stuff on my Instagram I post and uh, yeah. I have a lot we of stuff saw, costumes. This, in fact, yeah. this is my studio. This is my fabrics. They got my mannequins. I was working on making a helmet for my son for the Renaissance Festival this weekend. I even have, hold up, I'm really proud of these guys. I made little horns for the helmet with little crystals oh, on cool. it. Oh, cool. And do, this is stuff that I show on my show too, Austin Figures, like little stuff that I do when I'm not modeling. So fun stuff. I like cool. to make things, especially costumes. I like dress up. I like playing as a character. Um, and all that stuff is a write-off because I'm a model. Wow. Now, I saw on your website you um, uh, you right. did some body painting. Oh, yeah. I actually started do out like, doing Do you like that? I did. That was a lot of fun. Uh, a dear friend of mine who has, he has passed away now. But uh, for the longest time, I was his first model he worked with, and he was my first body painter, but he was also my tattoo artist. And he was a very, very dear friend of mine. We did a lot of projects together. We ran a lot of events. We just did so much. And uh, we would hold things like zombie events for Halloween, where we'd come and everyone would come and get zombified. Like, we we're like, you know, like you get bitten and it's like everyone's turning into zombies. But we just literally were airbrushing people, turning them into zombies and having, you know, fundraisers and the 
uh, I would be painted as a cheetah and walk around and pass out flyers, or we would, uh, I was painted as a golden dragon and I did a promotion shoot in the park. Uh, and, you know, just just because we wanted to, just for fun. <laughs> uh, now, is it, is it cold? Not in Florida. No, no, no. I mean, when they paint you. Um, only a little bit. Uh, just where it once it dries, it's like makeup. It feels like just skin. It do, it feels like you're covered, but it you have a coating of something on. Like if you ever put sunscreen on and you just feel there's a coating on, but yeah, that's what it feels like. It's just okay, there's it's something not, it's on, not like but it's thick. not going. No, no, no. It's in fact once it dries, it's it it has like a texture. You can wipe it and nothing happens. All right, I always wondered about that. Yeah, and I like to wear a bikini underneath. I usually get like a brand new bikini and uh, then when they airbrush it, it becomes permanent. And then I have a cute like bikini, cheetah printed bikini or a zombie bikini. I'll get a different themed bikini with whatever body paint I did. That's cool. Well, well they look good. I said, you know, I went through most of them. Thank yeah, you. They look good. Some of them I wear bikinis, some of them I don't. It depends on what I was doing, but um, I like having image. hair. Yeah. I also no. love doing underwater. I got scuba certified just so I could do some cool underwater stuff. There's some underwater yeah, you did do so. I did see that. Too. Yeah. I no. had some really great underwater photography friends, uh, Tom Bender and Earl Kimmel. Those are a lot of the pictures you see. We were literally, uh, we got in a pool. We would line the bottom of it with black sheets and weigh it down. And he would be in scuba gear with weight and everything at the bottom of the pool, just taking my picture while I would go down and do all these crazy fun poses. And, you see that on my website? Yes, I saw it. It was pretty cool. Where can they find the website? AustinJud.com. I think I put it on my name, too. Yep, it's right there. Perfect. Perfect. And I try and I have all my links to my socials there. I try and keep everything I have updated so you can see what's like you, if I'm up to doing Cannibal Comedian, where it's And playing. they're also in the show notes up above and down below. Is that you exactly. feel better now, Ben? I feel much better. Yeah. Cool. So what's next? Next, uh, <laughs> I'm filming a movie called Occult Detective, probably in the summer, where I play the lead ghost. Uh, and that's by Patrick Alexander and Vivian Owens. Vivian Owens. They're producers with uh, Alexander Productions, I think is what it's called. But that's going to be through Ringling College as well. Um, it's a professional production, but they're using uh, the film students from Ringling College to actually make the film. So that'll be a lot of fun because I know all those cool. people. Already. Also, uh, I'm going to be in a movie called Cowboy with uh, actors Ale Alexandra Esso and an actor you may know, Don Yesso. Yeah. I was supposed to be uh, just a small part in it, but they eventually saw my look and like, oh, we love your country girl look. We want you in this rodeo scene at the end. So I'll be going up in January to film uh, a fun scene for Cowboy. Cool. Uh, what else am I doing? Very cool. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. And um, my show, Austin Figures, we've been building up episodes, uh, but it's not officially launched yet. But I have a bunch of promotional stuff out there. If people want to look it up, it's on Vimeo. It, it is nudism.tv. Uh, but the official launch will be later on. We've been shooting lots of episodes. Um, and uh, basically, it'll show the ins and outs and behind the scenes of my life and what I do as a figure model. And I try and bring other artists' perspectives in and give them a voice as well. 
And we talk about sometimes controversial things. One of my favorite interviews was with my friend who went through a lot of plastic <coughs> surgeries. And um, we talked about all the pros and cons. And, you know, there's some good things about surgery, some bad things about getting surgeries and, you know, size every story. We have really good conversations. Cool. Very cool. Uh, I did find a trailer for Big Top Evil, if you'd like me to play it. Solid. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to the greatest show under the Big Top. into our circus so we can perform for them and then have them for dinner. And that's available now on VOD. So, uh, you know, while you're waiting for Cannibal Comedian, go check out Big Top Evil. I think you can even watch it on, uh, rent it on YouTube. Yep, and there's Bill Mosley and Jayla Rose in it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a fun one. It was a fun one. Yeah, see familiar faces. Uh, while that was playing, Ben sent me this. Oh, that was so much fun. That was my Vanna White. It was so great. So at my table, at the at my little section on the corner, I was right next to the doll station where they had all these creepy, scary dolls. And this guy looked like he was part of the scene of the dolls. And he would sit right there next to the table in between next to where my part of the table was. And on my table, it was all sorts of really pretty pictures of my modeling, some nudie pics. So people are like, ooh, nude pictures. And they'll just move along. And then all of a sudden, you get a jump scare from my beautiful Vanna White hair because they expected it to just be a doll and then it moved. <laughs> and it was always just fuck. the funnest thing for me. All yeah, day it was long, creepy. it was like, 
Oh, look at these beautiful. Ah, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I was creepy as fuck. So creepy, so fun. Yeah, he did a great job, though. It was just he did a great I think we job. had the funnest booth. Not gonna lie. Oh, absolutely. You know, well, it's the people and having that kind of stuff in one little area, it's just really cool. You know? And there's something fun about the horror community. Like, you would think that'd be the crazy folks, but really it's all the calm people who are just really nice fans waiting in line patiently, waiting to talk to their favorite mm -hmm. celebrity. They just want their blade signed or their machete or, you know. <laughs> it, it's so humbling yep. and sweet, and you would think it'd be more violent, but no, that's more like the Christian youth groups that go crazy. <laughs> yeah true that true that i only speaking from what the convention really people said the people who work at the hotel are like oh you guys are great it's the christian youth groups that we can't stand <laughs> i'm speaking from experienced people not my experience well, well i think that you know at the horror convention more than you know most conventions we do they're they're focused on the genre mm-hmm you know what I mean? I also love that they have an appreciation for the fact that some independent films have to look very organic in order to make the story, to make things work. And they are very willing to forgive some sloppy special effects for a good storyline and still love you for it. Yep. There's mm -hmm. something about that kind of deep love of, of an art form that makes you just want to hang around those people more. <laughs> you know, right. and in my opinion, watching horror movies, it's fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're with the right fun. people, it's fun. I hated it as a kid. But as an adult, when I'm hanging around and cracking jokes with my friends, it's hilarious. I get it now. True that. You know? I mean, everybody needs to be scared. Yeah. I mean, it builds up your immunity to being scared. Like, if you build up your tolerance, it just makes you a stronger person. Yeah, just try not so. to traumatize yourself. There's a limit. <laughs> Now, now, horror there's movies. strengthening and then there's traumatic. <laughs> well, horror movies come in, um, you know, different shapes and sizes. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. you've got your slashers, you've got your hardcore gore, mm -hmm. you've got your horror comedy. You know what I mean? Um, and then you've got the adventure style ones. And Alien, yeah, I feel like, is very adventurous. Right, right. You got your sci fi style yeah. ones. And, you know, so out of all of that, what type of horror movie do you like the best? Specifically, I love the sci-fi ones where the girl's the lead, where it shows a strong woman. Because I, because to me, that was very relatable. And it made me feel like I could fight anything, too. As a little girl, being able to be like, yes, yeah, she kicks ass. She survived. I can survive. It, it's, it's nice to have that and not just always be the victim. Okay. Good point. Nice. I like per, that it's answer. my personal take. I, no, I, that's, I like that answer. I, my moms are lesbian, my dads are gay, and I very much looked up the strong feminist types because I thought I was a very strong feminine type. And I think you are. Thank you, sir. I do, I do, <laughs> I do. <laughs> so um besides your, your modeling and, and uh you know your work, what do you do for fun to escape it sometimes? I love crafting. My favorite thing to do is just kind of like settle in and create something from nothing. And I don't really like copying things. I like coming up with something on my own. If I see something's been done a lot, I'm like, well, now I got to think of something else. Um, 
But in contrast to that, another thing I really like is um, physical training. I like doing a lot of, I do a lot of night running on the beach for my mental and physical health, but I also do the Taekwondo, uh, not just because it's cool, but it, it really helps with my brain. Um, I've had a lot of accidents where I thought I had blows to the head and I, I have issues with memory and learning and, and speaking sometimes. And I find the structure of Taekwondo and having to learn things in a certain pattern with the mind, body connection and intent really improves uh, my ability to memorize, improves, uh, improves my ability to process emotions or hormones or anything. And I just feel better overall. So I think that's a very big part of me is my also my physical fitness and my personal training life. Cool. Okay. I love it. So uh, Carrie's asking, I have to ask because I've had a crush on Bill Mosley since I saw him as mm -hmm. Chop Top. He always seems so nice. Was it fun to film with him? Funny you should say it was. It w I wasn't in many scenes with him, but I did do his makeup that day and hung out off set the whole time. Um, so that was a lot of fun. He was technically my uncle in the movie. So I thought that was really cool. But to, to also get to do his makeup and everyone say how hot he was, I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you, ma'am. That was my work. I did a little eyeshadow, a little eyeshadow, a little eyeshadow. <laughs> Just make it look dirty. It's hot. Nice. So, um, oh, who would you really, really, who would you really, really love to work with? Besides us. Oh, right, right. Uh, who would I really like to work with? Can it be alive or dead? Mm -hmm. sure. Lucille Ball. Hmm. Wow. Didn't you, see that she, one coming. I loved her. Like, as an actress, Lucille Ball and Mary Tyler Moore were two uh, big icons for me in the acting world when it came to, like, relatable, strong, yet feminine leads. Like, you could be funny, but still be the desirable girl. And I love that they could have both those sides. Nice. Right. I, I never would have, I never, I didn't see that coming. I did not see that. <laughs> wow. So, um, do you have any pets? I do. Uh, I have a toy poodle. Oh, not a toy poodle. I don't know why I said that. My sister had a toy poodle when she was little. I got a standard poodle and she's red. Um, she's about eight months now. And I have a seven, seven year old husky and, uh, she is also red with blue eyes. So I have a bunch of redheads in my family. My husband's a redhead. <laughs> uh, but they're they're really sweet. I got really snuggly dogs. They're the kind of dogs where like once you put your hands on their belly, they're like this on the floor, ready to go. Okay, keep keep running my belly. And then if you stop rubbing their belly, they're like, why are you stop rubbing my belly? So they get times, mad at you. Yeah, yeah, you don't love me anymore. That's why. Is that how it is, Leo? Yeah, if you stop it rubbing is. their belly, it means you don't with, love them. With redheads, you just rub their belly and they just go back. Yep, that's what it is. Yep. <laughs> uh, Husky in Florida, that that dog must be uh, 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 sweating up a storm. She's good. You just brush out the undercoat. Yeah. Shaving, it looked like a big cat. Well, undercoats <laughs> for Huskies work for heat as well as it does for cool. It captures okay. what it needs to yeah, capture. I have heard that, yeah, that the, the fur actually will keep them cool. And, yeah, if you the shave dog. them, they could overheat or, or over, like, get cold. Wow. It's it's. It's good to have it for them. 
I, uh, I had a Husky growing up and, uh, like after it snows, you know, uh, if it was outside, uh, we'd go out, it'd be like on the hood of a car. You just see like this mound <laughs> and, uh, it just went to sleep on, on the car hood and just, uh, uh, got covered because the it. engine's warm. It was Paw Patrol. Oh it, oh, it was a dead car. So it was, uh, car <laughs> out in the field. You know, growing out, growing up in a farm, you have like cars in the field and shit like that. So, yeah, dead cars out in the fields. Okay, yeah. not horses and cows, dead cars. <laughs> we had those too. So. <laughs> Just okay. saying. I mean, I know we know you had snakes, but <laughs> well, my dad was oh. a mechanic, so it was uh, yeah, there was car parts and everything. Okay, so but no oh. cats, huh? You don't like cats. No, no cats, no cats. There was uh I wasn't talking to you. Oh. Me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you're not the guest. No, no, no cats have adopted me. I don't adopt cats. They adopt me, and I don't have any right now, but I have had oh, cats okay. in my life. Okay, so uh, a cat One has to come to you. When I was 16, um, she just kind of, we had three or four dogs at the time, and this cat just walked in the house. She was pregnant and everything, and she just like, acted like she lived there and she just kind of like set up shop in my room and I loved her. I thought she was the sweetest thing ever, but I never like ever adopted a cat. They just find you. Okay. <laughs> Most cat, there's a lot of cat people who agree with that. Like they're like, yeah, my cat found me. <laughs> like, you, you have to be okay. chosen. Right. You get found by cats and then they're like, okay, I will live in your house now and you will love me and feed me. Yes, I will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So many things you could have said there. Oh my god. I'm well, trying to control be, myself. Must be some reason why they were uh worshipped by the uh pharaohs. Because they got rid of uh rats. I hate rats. Mm -hmm. Well, you live in Florida too, so I'm sure there's a lot more stray cats mm -hmm. than there is. Well, I would prefer more. I have mango trees, so around certain times of the year I do like having a lot of cats around. But we do get a lot of snakes, luckily. The snakes keep the rats at bay. I'd rather have snakes than rats any day. I did have a snake once. Oh, there's a pet? Nope. Back there's in the day, pet? yeah. Yeah, I was a teenager. I had a, a snake as a pet back when I did belly dancing. Uh, what I was would, it? I would wear it while I belly danced, and she would crawl up my head and like be on the top there and do one of like, she would sit up there and do like. Was little, it a boa little, or a python? It was, it was just a red rat snake. How big was it? It wasn't very big, about as long as my arm. Not that long. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. That picturing like, you know, snake. Oh, no, no, no. This is a tiny little thing. Oh, rat, okay. rat snakes can get pretty big. They can, but I didn't let it. <laughs> I didn't proper let feeding, it? Proper feeding and tank size. You can contain their size a little bit, but I eventually just gave it away to, to someone who owned a farm, and they liked it. Nice. <laughs> So, um, your Thanksgiving was at, eh? you looking forward to, you celebrate Christmas? Uh, Christmas is coming. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Great guys. No, I do. Dude. I love family gatherings, but I lost a lot of family. I have very little family left. So it's always very, very bittersweet through the holidays. Okay. So it's All like right. as much as I'm grateful to have my son and my husband and the family that I do have left, I'm also reminded of who's not there because I wish they could be there too, sharing those moments and those memories. Yeah. Well, you know. um, 
that's how life that's how life i think the older you get the more bittersweet the holidays get yeah i I think you know i just try you know you gotta just try and do your best to you know celebrate (laughs) celebrate for all you know what i mean yeah that's where the intention comes in it's like okay well i'm gonna make this a great christmas for my son a great christmas for my husband i just try and not think about you know you just try and put place the love elsewhere it's like how can i make me missing them feel better. I know I'll do something great for this person or I'll do something in memory of them. Like this year mm-hmm. I made my dad's peanut butter bonbons. He's not around anymore, but everyone's like, oh, we missed his bonbons. So we were able to kind of like have them for Thanksgiving. Even I, I wasn't able to be with my family for Thanksgiving, but I was able to send them to bonbons right, right, right. and it was like he was there, you know. Yeah, that's, really, that, that's cool, that's cool. Right. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, fam. Nice. Yeah. If family's I also got a big film family going through all these conventions and festivals. I've, I've gotten you guys. I've gotten them. Mm-hmm. Every festival, I feel like I've collected a few more people who I'll know for the rest of my life. Like there's right. a circuit through the, the horror community where it's like everyone eventually knows each other when they stick around for like the 30 years they've been going to these conventions. And it blows my mind. <laughs> it was my third year. What? This is my first. I can't even believe that. That's commitment. Wow. So you learn from the best. I sure do. I take notes. I grew up around a lot of old people and I take notes. They're like, <laughs> oh, if I, if I knew this, if I knew this when I was your age and, I was, and I'd be like, yes, tell me more. What else do I need to know, future me? Like if it's my grandmother and she's having these issues, I have her genes. Tell me what I need to know. Thank you. Oh, moisturize. I will moisturize. Oh, I need to keep my cardio up. Her neurons are not well connected. I need to do stuff to improve my neuron connections. Like, I mean it in a very <laughs> humble way. Oh, ataxia, runs, oh, ataxia runs in my family. Like, I literally meant, like, I learned from my elders with, you know, just listen to people when they complain about stuff. Take that and be like, oh, I'll be complaining about that one day. I should do something about it. <laughs> it's true. It is true. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I try not to complain because it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Usually when you think of complaints, it's better to be like, well, stop complaining and do something about it. Right. Put up or shut up. Stop crying about going for a run and just go for a run. Those are things I told myself when I was in my training, my own personal training. I wouldn't necessarily, necessarily say that to somebody I'm working with. <laughs> Stop crying, you cry, baby, and do something. No, I only say that to myself. Wow. <laughs> Tough so, love. Yeah, so um, anyway, Leo, I know you always have the question that you want to ask. I'd like you to do that. I was just going to say, yeah, you get about five minutes. Yep. Uh, well, so, uh, you know, we do ask this of everybody. Uh, what, what is something that besides, you know, uh, working out, modeling, what, what you do day to day, uh, what's something that you dork out about? Something that that's just you. Like we've had, you know, uh, Bruce Valanche, uh, like studied, uh, you know, the history of sunken vessels and stuff like that. Um, it, it could be anything. It could be gaming. It could be, you know, whatever you do. What do, what do you dork out about? I do love video games. What do I dork out about? It can be video games. I mean, it's going to be weird, but I just love fabric. I'll walk up and down Joanne's and just pretend that that's my my closet for my studio. And I just 
my mind just like goes into all these things I can create. And um, when I was in New York, I was going for a, like to go see a musical and I was almost wanted to stop and not go to the musical because I was walking by these fabric stores and I just thought it was the most beautiful thing. But um, if you want a more interesting thing that I'm a nerd about that not many people know is ever since I was young, I've loved Sailor Moon. My even my my old email I still use is Makotoami seven 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 because I I was a combination of like Sailor Jupiter and Sailor Mercury within my group of friends, but now I've grown up into a Usagi. And uh, to me, I I loved having a show that was very feminine and girly, but also kicked butt. Uh, I like the perspective of how they. Yeah saw their heroes and their like the men that they saw as sexy were like a nice suit and a top hat versus muscular killers it was like very romantic very sweet and they brought into um back in the 90s they didn't have the versions where they had gay characters but but in the comics and in the original japan and now sailor moon crystal they have the gay characters and the transgender where one of the sailor scouts got born into a man's body when she used to be a girl in her past life. And those are things that they didn't have in a lot of shows that, that were just like normal in my world, having a gay family, but not so much in the, the kid world. And I felt that was, right. that was a nice thing to have at that age for myself. Nice. Not too many gay, gay friendly shows. Oh, all right. Yeah. Now there you go. Yeah, yeah. I could totally see the fabrics too. Like my, my wife loves yeah. going to Joanne. So it's uh, uh yeah. When you craft it, it's yeah, something you know you do. I'm like that when I go to a, a, a lumber yard, like exotic yeah. woods. When it's your mediums that you really just know how to work with, it just hey, yes Don is in the chat, folks. Hi Don. I told him about cowboy. I name dropped you already. Yeah, she told us about Cowboy Dawn. I want to know why we didn't get a part. Just saying. Uh, since you said it, uh, what games do you play? Um, I've played almost all the Assassin's Creed, but I did not care for the pirate one. It was just too much boating with not enough game. Uh, and the one where it was co-play, co it didn't work out so well, even though I wish it worked out better. It would have been more fun. Um, Dark Souls was fun, but I only play that with my husband and my brother-in-law because I can't do it myself. Everyone who plays Dark Souls knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's an evil game. And my son got me heavy into Adopt Me, and I'm obsessed with Roblox's Adopt Me. It's so much fun. Me and my son will go on and play and raise little pets. It's like Pokemon, but way more like cutesy and innocent, and there's no fighting. You're just literally raising <laughs> rare pets that you would trade and find and raise and upgrade and i play this with my seven year old well he's turning seven this weekend but i play this with my six-year-old all the time and it's just it's a lot of fun for me to play with him so it's just our bonding time cool well i haven't played a video game in i don't know 15 years well you gotta change that jeff you know yeah no, he uh, does he plays video games every time we go on the road no, I don't. Play uh, Angry oh, Birds while Ben drives. Ball. I'm really good at pinball. Top no. top scores of my family. How do I talk? You just did. With your mouth like this. Blah, 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 blah. 
Right. Nice. But all right, Leo, I think we should um, do what we got to do. Yeah, we'll wrap things up. Uh, I want to thank everybody. For... Yeah. What's that? Yeah, he, th he thinks he oh. can just type and talk. And <laughs> this is Don's oh. interview now. Let him in. Yeah. I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. You know how to find me. Just Google me. I run a little thing called the Dorkening Podcast Network. Head on over to thedorkening.com. You can learn more. And uh, so, Austin, uh, we know you're <coughs> Instagram, but where do you like people interacting with you on social media? Is it mainly Instagram or your website? Uh, well, if you go to my website, I have all my tags on there. Facebook, I post a lot of stuff. Instagram, um, I post a lot more images. I am just now getting into TikTok. Um, my Twitter's a lot with my uh, Austin Figure stuff, and uh, I have Vimeo. So if you just go to austinjud.com, anything that I'm actually attached to will be right there on that first page. Awesome. Uh, one suggestion, if you're getting into TikTok, uh, make it for YouTube. So keep it under 60 seconds, then you can throw it on everything. So Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Keep it lazy. Gotcha. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, an, you're on an iPhone. It just did a thumbs up. Yeah, that was weird, yeah. Jeffrey. Wow. Hey, how come I'm zooming in and out like that? What are you doing over there, Leo, with the camera? That's not me. That's you. Zoom, zoom. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's probably a setting on your camera. You're you're on Apple as well. Yeah, I know you don't like you don't like that though, do you? Yeah, no, I'm on Apple. Yeah, I like apples. All right. So we're no, trying, we're, we're trying to convert Ben to an apple. Nope. I like my oranges. So uh, anyway, thank you, Austin. Uh, I had a ball. I love chatting with you. You know, it, it would be more fun if we were together and hanging yeah. out for the weekend again. We'll do that again. Hell yeah. You know, Barbecue. at some point, you know. So as far as me, don't Google me. Just go to uh, stilltoken.com. Uh, go check out uh, Red Coral Universe. Uh, we'll be we're getting shows over there as we speak. Uh, so you can watch us there as well. Um, and uh, what am I missing? Probably my dinner. Probably your dinner. Okay, Benjamin. He's missing his dinner, as usual. Oh, look at that. The computer is going to work again. It's the end of the show. It worked at the beginning. It's working at the end. How wonderful. Well, anyway, no, I want to thank Austin for coming and hanging out with us. I want to thank Mr. Don Yeso for jumping in the chat and saying hello. I tried to get him to pop on as a surprise, but he had to go work out. Aww. You know, he had to go work out. And um <laughs> and he can't type either. Because he asked me where Beth was instead of BT. Can't type, can't talk. What's going on here? <laughs> he wrote Beth instead of BT. <laughs> I love it. Uh Dawn, she was in the chat. She said, Heidi, you missed it. See? See, this is why we don't let him call the bingo numbers anymore, folks. But no, to all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do so people like us can do what we do. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. We're out of here. Mike. Yay. Thank you. So come on. Hey.